Hello and welcome to my channel, Diving to the Point. Diving to the Point for me is an experiment. It's, a, it's an experiment about connecting with another person. It's an experiment about creating intimacy. It's an experiment about laying the things on the table and exploring together what lies beneath those things. And it's also an experiment for me to hold space for myself, to hold space for another person and to hold space for the two of us. With me in this room, in this space today is Clinton Callahan. Hello, Clinton. Hello, Martina. Clinton, I was thinking about when I met you the first time. And this was, when I saw you the first time, it was in the kitchen of a friend in Ravensburg in Germany. And when I came in, you were standing in the kitchen barefoot. And I thought, who the hell is this cowboy without shoes? <laughs> <laughs> when I met you the second time, it was in a workshop and it was the workshop, Get Back Your Energy. And in this workshop, you invited me to a process. It was a process of standing rage. And um, yeah, it's not quite true because when I say you invited me, it was for me, it was more like you said, look, Martina, there is this door. You can go to that door, you can open it and you can go through it. And you can also choose not to do that. And I decided to go. And after, after stepping out of that process, in the, in the, in the time after that process, I, I recognized a strange thing. And this strange thing and this amazing thing is that I was in a, in a new space and in this space were hundreds of other doors. And yeah, my, my experience is that there is always doors to choose. And we have always, we can always decide if we go through the door or not. And even if we don't go, it is a decision. It is a decision to go and it is a decision not to go. So, yeah. So here's the thing about that moment, because I remember that moment with you. Yeah. And the precious thing about that moment for me was that you got to the door because I, I cannot, for example, there's a door behind you right there in the room. Yeah. You can't close that door. You mm -hmm. cannot close that door from where you are because you're not at the door. And so even if you see a door or a door exists, you cannot go through it until you're at the door. And I, I wait around in my life for the people around me to get to a door. And then when they are at the door, then if they, if they don't see the door, I can ask, do you see the door? You could go through this door right now. You are at this door. Mm. That's the thing is you, <clears throat> out of all the other people in the workshop, you were the one 
who got to that door because this was just a like a one day you, you know t a taster kind of workshop yeah. and, you, and you got yourself to a real door mm. and so i just indicated that the door was there it's like you said that you were at you got yourself to the door and you decided to go through mm. and so but i so that really impressed me that really that really made me excited that somebody found that door in this little workshop so i'm so glad about that and when you tell this story <clears throat> that when you go through that door all of a sudden you were able to see hundreds of other doors i never thought of it like that but i think it's really true mm -hmm. not I, I think most people most people that i have been around probably even me my my real skill is in not seeing doors like blocking myself from seeing doors mm -hmm. and even if i see it it's just i don't pay attention to it or what doors are right in front of me now that i could go through mm -hmm. that i don't even see and I, it's a special thing to get to a door it's a special thing it's about building matrix and being aware having my center having the energy and attention to make decisions and, and make actions and all these things are preparations for going through doors mm -hmm. and so but i think most people most of us have been trained to to blind you know blind ourselves mm -hmm. to think like that you know what modern culture tells us is true there's no there's nothing else and it's so frustrating for me it's so it's horrifying for me. It scares me that so much human potential is is wasted or you know blocked. I mean, we're such amazing beings. We're so designed to go through doors and help other people go through doors. Mm. And it's the most entertaining thing in the world, I think. And it's so active and so passionate and so full of life. And yet we're so distracted from it and blocked off mm. Mm -hmm. yeah thank you and when when you when when you say that um it, it for me it was not like walking through that door doing that process and after that process my whole life changed i i would not describe it like that i would i would say for me the special thing was to see the door to walk through that door and then to see that I'm in a space with hundreds of doors and hundreds of possibilities to choose. That was that was the thing, because before that, I, I didn't I didn't see that doors. I didn't well, what, see them. What changed in you, Martina? What what actually happened? At that in that process, it was it was a the process of a of a standing rage and I it was the first time in my life that I got in touch with that anger in me and I I let that out. I could that let out. I, I could go with that anger, feel my body with that anger, feel the strength of my of my body, of my physical body to go forward. I think six people needed to hold me because I was so going forward. I was so I was so focused and and to make that experience was was. Yeah. That 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 was that was the experience.
for me. I forgot your question. What was your question? <coughs> what changed? What changed? What, yeah, what's what different? changed? What was different that you could see the doors after that? Uh, good question. What changed? Perhaps it was something like getting a taste of what I can do. Because if you would have asked me, do you want to go into a rate of 100%, I would have said, no, I don't want to go there. But to make the decision by my own to go to, through that door and to, to go on that point showed me I can do that. And if I can do that, if I can go through that door and survive that <laughs> and survive that and, 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 and have this power of my own anger, then I, I could perhaps also go the next step and go on and go on and choose the next door. And then it was like an eye opener for me. If I can do that, I can do this and that and that and that. Perhaps I, that's how I would describe it. So it's an experiential eye opener. Yes. Yeah. You remember that guy afterwards who tried to say, yeah. oh, Martina, God, I'm sorry this happened to you. It was so, yeah. you went kind of crazy. It was so loud. I hope you didn't hurt yourself. It was so rude. You were so rude and I'm sorry this happened to you. And you just, and I got afraid. I got afraid that he was going to try to package you back into the Martina before mm -hmm. the door. Mm -hmm. And you interrupted me. Remember this? Mm -hmm. You interrupted me and you said, Clinton, don't worry. Mm -hmm. There is nothing he could say to take this away from me because mm -hmm. I had the experience. Mm -hmm. Remember you said that? Yeah, I know. I was, yeah. Wow. And that's the thing, when you have this experience, nobody can take it away from you. You could read 10 books about conscious feelings. You could, you could uh, hear about other people's experience as long as, you, as, as I don't walk through that door. I believe everybody. I would have believed him if, if, I, read, if I read the book your book i read your book before if i read your book and he would have come and said martina but uh yeah you you should uh, see this and that could happen and it's dangerous and it could throw you out you could get crazy you could uh, i don't know and and then i would have thought yeah maybe he's right but after i had this i i, I compare it with a, a blue diamond this pure energy of my own anger, this blue diamond of my own energy. Nobody can take that away from me. No word in the in the world could take that away from me. That's the experience I made. Nobody can take that away from me. I was just uh, yesterday talking with a woman. I was interviewing her about disillusionment and uh, she was relating, she was telling me about when she was a teenager that she used to be in a gang of friends who would do a lot of drugs. 
And the drugs would give them this experience of being happy or present or in loving connection mm -hmm. and be able to perceive the whole world in a different way. And then when the drug would start to wear off, they would start to, the, the illusion of that experience would go away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was so uh, so sad or scary or that the experience would go away that they would take more drugs. And then, but the point was that it somehow used up chemicals in the brains that made you happy so that the next time you had to take more drugs mm -hmm. and then more drugs the next time just to, to have that same experience. And what I'm saying is that the experience from the drugs can be taken away. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that that experience can be taken away. And I think that's something that really is different about what you're talking about, because mm -hmm. this there was no drugs. Mm -hmm. It was you. Mm -hmm. It was you and your innate capacity. And you could go back there anytime you want. Mm -hmm. Right now, you could shift. I know you could shift immediately back into 100% rage. Mm -hmm. and nobody's holding you and there's no reason. And you could do it right now. And mm -hmm. I could do it right now. Mm -hmm. So that experience cannot be taken away from me. It's mine. Mm -hmm. But in the drug world, the, the experience can be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. And then there's this grief or... I don't know, shame or despair that the experience can be taken away. And I'm, I'm so, for, my, for me, I'm just so excited that we've discovered so much about being a human being that once you experience it, it cannot be taken away. Mm -hmm. And especially like these doorways, you know, once you get it, that there are doorways and that you can go through doorways and you can choose to go through or not go through and you can and you can prepare yourself to see doorways or or help other people you know prepare themselves to see doorways and go through doorways you can create doorways for other people as a space holder mm -hmm. this is huge i think this is this is fantastic this is magic you know this is trainer skills this is why i'm so excited about the trainer path in possibility management and the whole work that we're exploring in there Mm -hmm. Is it that more and more people are finding it isn't, you know, it isn't strange. It's so natural. We have this built-in abilities. And yet we've been ever since childhood, even if we imagined fairy stories or, or imaginary fantasy worlds, we could not ever really do it. But now with a little bit of training and some practice of skills, you can do it. And so that's what excites me a lot mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love doorways so much that I could talk about doorways all day. Really, <laughs> this is so exciting for me because it's like, what's on the other side of the door? Like, even things that look like a wall, once you get what your possibility paintbrush is, you can create, you can use, you can use your energetics to create a doorway in a thing that looked like a wall before. Oh. And then you have this possibility for a new opportunity to yeah. go through a door that was not there before. Mm -hmm. And we can do this for each other. Mm. I have a question about that, because uh, um, when you think about the doorways that you walked through in your life to be mm -hmm. at the point where you are right now, what would you say uh, was that where that 
conscious decisions? Did you know you didn't know what 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 will happen? But was it a conscious decision to go? What 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 uh, what did lead you to go this way and not that way? Well, I think that's the story of my life. I mean, mm. I could, you know, I went to this university in California because I, I got out of high school and I did not know what to do with my life, of course, because I've been surviving in the school system. So I didn't really know who I was. And I got to the university and I sit across from this lady who says, well, which, which, what do you want to study? And nobody really asked me that before. And so I answered her with the truth. I said, I want to study magic. I want to study healing. I want to study transformation. I want to study personal development or evolution or paraphysics or metaphysics. And she just said, look, we have physics. You can study physics. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And so <laughs> I, I chose to study physics for, mm -hmm. and I was there for four or five years and I was not really learning what I wanted to learn. And so I had to start my own little group. So, so I think it was this frustration, some kind of frustration, this gap between what I really wanted and what was available. Mm -hmm. And that's a gap. Mm -hmm. And this just made me angry and angry and angry. And I, nobody was talking with me about this. Mm -hmm. I had no I had no support for this conflict between what I wanted and what existed. Mm. And so this, this was enough anger for me to try to, 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 my anger was bigger than my fear, something like that. Mm -hmm. So then I could, I made it offers. I said, let's, I want to have a meeting where people we talk about this. Are you learning what you really wanted to learn when you came here to school? Yeah. And I put up a paper and a few people came. I thought a few people would come. Well, I'm sitting there and 75 people came to this meeting, 76. And I'm sitting there freaking out because I had no idea. I had no plan. I had no PowerPoint presentation or anything. Mm -hmm. So I got up in front. I don't remember what I said, but I invited people to continue meeting. And so we started meeting every week. Mm -hmm. This was the first possibility team. So that was a doorway and the doorway was not existing before I made the doorway. Yeah. And then I made the doorway, walked through the doorway, held the doorway open, invited other people to come through the doorway, mm -hmm. and some did. Mm. And so, so that kind of a thing has been my whole life. It's like opening, you know, finding this, being frustrated about what I wanted and what ex existed, and then building a doorway to go into a world that I wanted. And see if anybody else wants yeah. to go there. Yeah, that that's interesting how you how you described that. You said you walked through the door and then you invited others to go through the door. <laughs> and um, for me, the question comes up: if it's <coughs> if it is necessary to go first through that door, <laughs> or if it. I also could say, <clears throat> look, there is this door. I maybe know what's behind. <laughs> you push people through the door first, right? Yeah, go, go. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What is coaching? Is coaching that you go first, or, or? I think you have to go first. I think you, if you don't, I don't. If you don't go through the door first, you can't invite somebody to go through. I've tried to push people through 
doors mm -hmm. and it, it just doesn't work. There's, I don't know, there's system, there's like these two ways for expanding a person's worldview. One way is the push method, this pressure method, and one way is a vacuum method, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I, I tried the, the push method for many years, for 10 years, actually in the nineties, I was in a, a training program where we did a major push process and it, it worked to some degree sometimes with some people. Yeah. And luckily it worked with me for a little while, mm -hmm. but then I started seeing ways that it was not elegant. I don't think it was even lawful. I don't think it's appropriate to try to just shove people through doors where you think they should go. Mm -hmm. So then what happened was, is I was through enough doors. It doesn't take very many. You just have to go through one or two doors and then you can invite other people. Mm -hmm. And so you, like, if you make a distinction between feelings and emotions, for example, most people in the world have no idea that that's a doorway when the other side is a whole new world. Mm. If you can make that distinction for people, they can be your client. You can, you can invite them to go through that. And then you can make a distinction between mad, sad, glad, and scared, you know, and people have them all mixed together. And if you can help people separate them, you know, the anger and the sadness, take apart their depression and put it into anger and sadness, then they can use that God, this is a huge, these are huge doorways. So you don't have to go so far. Mm -hmm. And so, but uh, yeah, that was, this is, I love this stuff. Hmm. Well, when you, when you talk about push people through the door, I, I thought about, because I have a, um, I have a possibility management group for women since four or five weeks. I'm the space holder and we are four women now. And um, for me, the biggest challenge in, uh, uh, in, in space holding is to let go of my control thing, because my, my gremlin is a controller. He's a very German controller, and he wants to control what's happening. And he also wants to control what people experience. And, and so, yeah. And, and it's, it's so hard for me to, 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 to understand, first of all, I think to understand how can I hold space without control? How yeah. can I do that? I don't know. I, I yet still today, I don't know. I, I'm making experiences. I try this, I try that, but I, I think the control level is still very high and yeah, what do you think about control, pushing people through the door and... <laughs> I remember when I first started to learn space holding. Yeah. And I, and I first tried and and I, I, I got a grip on the space. I could figure out what a space was. And then I had such fear about mm -hmm. what could happen in this space because it, it can go anywhere. It's a spaceship that can go anywhere. And then people can contribute and people can create. And I was so afraid that I filled the room up halfway with concrete, like energetic cement, mm. and nobody could move. Everybody was stuck in the space and the training was dead. And I, afterwards, I asked for feedback and coaching and I, I got the feedback and coaching that I killed the space somehow as holding and controlling everybody to be how I wanted them. And so I, it took me months and months and then I, I finally, could relax enough with my own fear that I could, I changed 
the cement into mud that was only up to your knees. So, mm -hmm. so it what it wasn't. You get it. So people could move, but they had, you know, they had to yes. pull out from this mud. Yeah, but, but so, what happened? What happened that you, that you that you could find new new ways? What happened? Well, I think it had to do with my own my own wanting. I don't know to explore somehow to getting more aware of my own gremlin so I could see other people's shadow parts and navigate them. Mm -hmm. I think I, the thing is, like now when I hold a space, this space is alive because there isn't any control at all. There's clarity. There's clarity about what the context and purpose of the space is. And we agree about that. Mm -hmm. but, then, but then there's this freedom of movement in the space. And I think what happened for me it just took experience where I could go, I could rely on help from my archetypal lineage, from my bright principles, from the forces of clarity and possibility and love and these things that were in the space that I could rely on them. It didn't have to be me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all only me. Mm -hmm. Something like that, it was I. I and I love to play. There's this kind of playfulness. And if I if I want to play with people, there can't be these rules. There can't be this uh, preconception of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because then then there's no play. It's a military then. You have mm -hmm. to follow this military behavior or something. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a playfulness. And I was thinking when you were talking about how how can you be in a space and not control it? I was thinking of a bullfighter. And you know how a bullfighter goes yeah. into this ring, right? In yeah. Spain, you know, they have these bullfighters. Yeah. And here's this, you know, the, the guy's fenced in with the bull. Mm -hmm. This bull could just trample him to death and with the, run him through with the horns and just, and so, and he's so much weaker and in with the bull <clears throat> but and if he's afraid of the bull the bull will just crush him or he if he gets rigid or hard or he tries to grab the bull and hold it down and control it he, he there's no chance at all mm -hmm. but if he can dance with the bull or play with the bull then he can hold the flag over to the side and the bull can run past and he can hold it this way and they can do this whole ballet mm -hmm. and it's i think it's really like that I think it's a playfulness and a freedom of movement. You keep your own because if you try to control something, mm -hmm. you're stuck. Mm -hmm. You are trapped. <clears throat> you have no freedom of movement when you're trying to control something. Mm -hmm. So if you if you stand over here and, and you're in relationship with this dangerous thing, this powerful mm -hmm. other person, these other people, a whole group of people who are smart and big gremlins and all that. You can hold space and when they move you can move mm -hmm. and you have this freedom of movement and it's very different from trying to keep things a certain way mm. and i also i also hear that it has something to do with joy that playfulness and and, yes. and that there is more joy when 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 you can when you can let that control level become lower the joy will you know this you know, humanity on Earth right now, 
we have really big problems. We have really big problems right now. And we don't know how to solve them. And like essentially we have to reinvent what a human being is and human culture on earth and what success is and what society is. I mean, we have to invent technology and finances and agriculture and the whole um, financial and marketing and, and delivery lines and like all this stuff has to be, the technology has to be, everything has to be completely reinvented or we're committing suicide. Mm. And so, okay, I go into a space and I remember these problems and I go, okay, none of us knows how to solve these problems, but maybe somebody has some idea, some possibility. And so what I'm basically doing is I go in and go, please do something different. Please be different. Mm -hmm. Please show up in a different way. So it's the opposite of control. I go in with like a, a, an invitation or a, like I take the, I take the straight jacket off. I take the iron chains off. You know, I take everything off in his face and I go, okay, let's not only is it playful and joyful, I need your creation. I need your creativity. Mm -hmm. I need your total un, unhindered, liberated creativity to come alive because humanity needs this. You know, I, I think one person can make a huge difference in the world. Mm. It only takes one person to go first, that thing you said about going first. And so if somebody can go first in a new way, they open this door, hey, we have whole new possibilities. And so one of the main ways I'm navigating space and holding space is is taking the blocks away, taking the restriction away, taking the, the prisons away mm. and go, okay, let's, let's create, let's, I'm gonna, I want cut loose, like let go, like fly, like start, try something new, something like that. And so it's different from the control and it's not just play. It's not just joyful play. Mm. It is playful, but it isn't about play. It's about liberating potential. You know, yeah. facilitating the liberation of potential. Mm. Potential that we don't even know about. Um, mm. uh, we, were, we were talking about going through the door and choosing not to go. And as long as we don't go, we don't know what's behind it. We don't know the space behind the door. And um, I, I had to think about this. Do you know this uh, this example with Schrödinger's cat? The cat sort in the box. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I had to think about that because the, the chance that the cat is dead or alive is 50-50. And as long as you don't open the box, you don't know if it's alive or not. And I was it just came into my mind if those scientists that are standing before that box and thinking about the chance that the cat is dead or alive. Do they live in a fantasy world? What what could it what could it help us not to go? through a door and say, as long as I don't go, everything's possible. 
when I go through that door, I see what's in this space. And, and, and then I somehow uh, make a judgment about this is green, this is red, this is dead, this is alive. But as long as I don't go, I don't know. And everything's possible. The cat can be dead or the cat can be alive. What do you think about that? Yeah, there's, there's another thing you did not mention about doors, which is that if you decide to go through the door, the door can close behind you and you can never come back. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's always that way, but I think it's more often that way than we think. I think it's pretty often the case. You go through a door, it closes behind you. You cannot unlearn what you just learned. You cannot become less conscious than what you are conscious of. And if you go through the door and it closes behind you and you're stuck in a world with a dead cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very big possibility. Yes. And the other thing is if you do not go through the door, it, it, you can't, you go, it closes again and you can't find it again. You may never find that door again ever in your life. Mm. That door is, closes and gone and the opportunity is gone. You know this, everybody knows this, you know, here's somebody you're interested in, you have a moment, you could go talk to them and you don't do it and they just, you never see them again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have, I have those experiences in life. They're painful. I go, what would have happened if I walked over and said something or made an invitation or, and I do it, I didn't do it, gone. Mm -hmm. What would my life be if I, and so I, I, I often, I often you know, accept invitations to go to a door, mm -hmm. you know, to knock on it, to talk, at least I do that. Mm -hmm. So because it's so painful to, to have a really amazing door vanish. Mm. And I've gone through a bunch of doors. And on the other side, oftentimes I am disillusioned. Like you said, the fantasy world mm. is killed. Mm. I have clarity about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And it's not a pretty sight. Oftentimes you go through a door, it's not pretty. And a dead, there's a dead cat and the door closes behind me. I don't get to go back in the fantasy world and go, well, there might be a live cat over there or a dead, it could be anything, you know? Yeah. And then there's a dead cat and it's stinking and horrible and sad. And, but that's where I am. Mm -hmm. you know, but then, so I, I, I don't know. I think if you go to the edge of modern culture, if you go to its edge and you go, okay, I'm going to go through a door. There's, there are many doors you can go through at the edge. And when you, when you go through a door and you, and you become disillusioned about mm, the government or the presidency or technology or education or modern medicine or there's so many things to be disillusioned about, like the idea of money or the idea of owning things or like these kinds of things. You go through the door and everything you own owns you. Everything you own is a burden. Every, every, uh, everybody you give your authority away to, like a politician or something in a, in a representative democracy where you think somebody's going to represent you when they vote. And none of them do. Mm. None of the people speak with my voice. They do not speak with my feelings, my clarity, my desires, 
my vision. They don't speak from that. They speak from they were bought by some corporation, you know, and they're speaking for the corporation to make profits for the corporation. So they have war, sell weapons, kill people, and it's all in my name. God, to go through that door is very disillusioning. And then it closes behind you and you can't go back. And then you have no government. You've got no nobody, no heroes, no people you can role models to follow. You know, people people have become insane criminals because they're destroying the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I thought this was a future. I thought I had a career. Mm -hmm. I had a career path in a corporate world where I could be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, and to have that door closed behind you and you're with the dead cat mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God. God, now what do I do? I think a lot of people are afraid of that and that's why they don't do go through the doors. Mm. And so I, it, it really changes us, I think, to go through doors that are big doors. You know, these are big doors I'm talking about, not little yeah. doors, they're big doors. And they're experiences too. It's like not a concept, not a philosophy. It's actual experience of the world falling apart. The world that was shiny and bright, and, you know, the, the green, the green breakthrough, green revolution, you know, the green revolution, it's just fake. That whole thing is fake. And you go through it and you're on the other side and you go, you know, we need something really different, really different. And it's only by going through the door of disillusionment of the current fantasy worlds, when those fall apart on the other side of the door, then you have choices, then you have other options. Mm. But if you don't escape the fantasy, you don't have any other options. And so how do, how do you market to people going, hey, you have to pay, you know, five, 600 euros, a thousand euros, come to this five day training and lose all your illusions, mm -hmm. get disillusioned. Like, how do you market that to somebody? Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's not a very popular option until, until you have enough pain about the failure of uh, a construct to satisfy your needs or something. Mm -hmm. There comes this this movie into my mind with Jim Carrey and the Truman Show. Oh yeah, that's a, such a great movie because that's exactly what's happening. This disillusionment at the end to walk through the door and to yeah to see okay this was a fantasy world. It was a it was a show. It was a show, mm -hmm. and and what's now? Yeah. yeah. You know, the guy who was, you know, the millionaire who built the, built the franchise, you know, the bubble that he li was living in and had the TV show going for 30 years or however long. Yeah. And, and he was rich and famous and, and, and all that. And then, it, you know, he's really a, a kind of a criminal, like an illusion maker, mm. you know, and somebody. So, I, you know, I would like to see Truman Show number two. Is there a number two? No, I want to see it. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I want to see what happens out. I mean, this is what freaks people out is like, God, it was so nice. It was almost like this other movie called Pleasantville. Did you mm -hmm. ever see yes. Pleasantville? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This total bubble of illusion. Yeah. And this guy from outside comes in yeah. and starts taking apart their illusion, destabilizing their illusions. Mm -hmm. And they come more alive and things change to colorful. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, for the Truman Show, you know, he goes outside of that bubble and he sees this, the difference between this illusion and something that's not the illusion. Mm -hmm. And I think his sensitivity to that 
would make him be able to create relations and game world possibilities like life possibilities society where the bubbles of that caused the illusion could not function mm -hmm. mm. it could not function it's almost like an initiated adult society where the illusions do not function mm. you cannot be fooled and i think he could create that because he had the shock and he had this wake you know he was rowing the boat to, to the end of the world, he was gonna, he had to do it and he almost drowned in the water and then he bumps into the, the door, the wall yeah. and the door, yeah. So this this moment where he opens the door and it's this, he, he it's an experience. It's like exactly what you had, yeah. it's exactly what you had. You got to the door, you got to the door. All these other people did not get to the door, you did. Mm -hmm. And then you went through this door and then there's all these other opportunities. Well, how? Okay, now you're out there holding space, you said, for women and other things. You're holding space for these things for other people to come to doors and go through them. Yeah. And so he could do that. And he could do that because he had the experience. Nobody could take that experience away. Yes. So how, yeah. So this is this is our business. This is what this is our this is like what the wizards or the sorceresses offer to the world is this whole journey through the doorways to prepare yourself to come to a doorway have the courage have the centered grounded bubbled attention uh, authority you have all this back and go through the door mm. and then what happens and it's a whole new world and i don't i think there's so many new worlds for us that we're just beginning to go through mm. instead of being sleeping zombies in the illusion mm. yeah Thank you, Clinton. <laughs> the time, the time is over. And no way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> time was flying. <laughs> it's okay. crazy. Yeah. And I, 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 I want to say thank you. It, uh, and I want to say, let's go to the next door. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Martina. Thank you for waking. I don't know. I never got to talk about this like that. We have a website called Doorway, and yeah. I haven't had enough information to put to put in there to help people. So after this, I hope to write down some notes into the and some experiments that people can try in that yeah. start over game Doorway website. Yeah. Thank you. Winning happening. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I shake.